Good morning. I'm Michelle Silva. Thank you so much for listening this morning. And isn't it a beautiful time of year here in East Tennessee? There's so much going on. And if you want to get outdoors and get educated, one of the places you should contact or stop in for that matter is IAM's Nature Center. Sandy Hassel, who is the development director, is joining us to inspire us this morning to get out and get involved. There is a national event called Weed Wrangle Knoxville. People are coming together to remove invasive species from the grounds. Six different sites in the community, and we still have a few spaces left at Citizen Cemetery in East Knoxville, and that's the oldest black cemetery in our town. Okay, how often do you hold these weed wranglers? <laughs> so the Weed Wrangle Knoxville is a an annual event. It's part of a nationwide effort that happens it, it happens all across the country. So Weed Wrangle Knoxville first started and I believe it was the one of the garden club organizations that initially managed it, and then several years ago uh, they talked to Imes about taking it over because we do so much education and volunteer work to remove invasive species, not only at Imes but at other places. Can anyone do this? Anybody can do it. So the special gear is water, so people bring water, long pants, you know, uh, long sleeves to protect from poison ivy. We provide gloves. We provide tools. We provide the training on how to use those tools and how to identify the specific plants that we're targeting. And we do this all the time um, on a regular basis at IMES because we have 318 acres. But we have worked at Citizen Cemetery several times in the past and will continue to do so to help them restore that area. We've had AmeriCorps that have come and worked here and also worked at Augusta Corey as part of a partnership with the Aslan Foundation. And we have a Weed Warriors program that was started several years ago that specifically focuses on not only removing plants from Imes, but in the community. We have ambassadors that can go out and talk to community groups and neighborhood associations and business clubs about why invasives are harmful and how they how they are detrimental to native habitats, and the wildlife that is here in East Tennessee. So it's, it's, um, it's a large effort for us. Wow. Is there anything you can share with us about that, why, why they must be removed, why they're so dangerous to other plants? For example, bush honeysuckle is one of the ones that you will see in the spring, and it has bright green leaves, and it's in the understory. So it's, it's maybe three, four, five feet tall, little bright green leaves, that chokes out the light and the other the nutrients in the soil that native plants need to survive. So bush honeysuckle will then choke out all the plants that the animals eat or the habitats that they live in, and then they don't have a place to be. And we lose these, these plants that are historic to this region that do well in Region 7 in this country and we lose our diversity, and we lose what makes East Tennessee special. The other thing, the other thing is, um, for example, so right now some of the work that we're doing in Citizen Cemetery involves removing Virgin- winter creeper. And winter creeper is most typically seen as a ground cover. But when it climbs up trees, it gets more sunlight, and it produces fruit. 
and it will kill the trees. So when I was at Citizen Cemetery several months ago as part of a volunteer work day, they were removing vines of, Virginia, of, of winter creeper. I keep saying Virginia, but that's not right. Of winter creeper that were four inches in diameter. I mean, they were huge. Wow. And I thought, me not being the knowledgeable one, I thought that that was part of a tree. I didn't realize that those vines were attached to the leaves and the red berries. And now I see it everywhere. Wow. So how so it kills it kills trees. No kidding. I didn't realize all that. I know like kudzu, a lot of people end up like do everything from hiring goats yes. to get it removed. Mm-hmm. And you see what kudzu does is it covers everything completely. So when it covers other things, they can't get the sunlight. When the when you have native wildflowers that are growing like bloodroot right now is coming up and hepatica is coming up, it's just these beautiful little plants that are something that makes our region special, they don't get the sunlight. So these plants that have been evergreen or have covered them, they die. So then you don't even get to see the things that are so beautiful. And it's, you know, at at times we stalk wildflowers. Amber is the worst. She goes around and she's like, I'm watching this one. It's going to bloom. I'm watching it. Oh, it bloomed. And then she'll share pictures on her Instagram. And we're like, oh, where is that? We have to go see that. Aww. So, so sweet. I mean, it's it's a big deal. So I, there are people that believe that, you know, all of these things that come into the community are just meant to be there. But goldfish that are released into ponds eat salamander eggs, eat everything, native native animals, native aquatic habitats are ruined because of these invasive species that will come in because they compete for food and they compete for the nutrients and they, the plants compete for the sunlight. So it really changes the landscape. And there have been places like, for example, New Zealand. New Zealand had some of the most diverse and amazing animals and birds but many of the birds that were there were flightless. So when settlers came over and they brought rats and they brought possums and they brought you know other things on the boats, either intentionally or unintentionally, those creatures killed the flightless birds. So that's why invasive species are not great because they outcompete for the nutrients and the habitats that the animals that are native to this area or migrating through this area don't have. I'm Mary Sunshine today. <laughs> <laughs> How often does IAMS host wheat wrangle events? So I know that this is a nationwide one. But we do monthly weed warriors programs. We do volunteer work days. We do trail work days. It happens every month. So I'm going to go to my calendar. Yeah, throw some at us. You probably need volunteers for all these. We do. Probably looking for people who like to get their hands dirty and like to be outdoors. Oh, and they love it. And it it can be, it's adults. It can be ages 16 and 17 with a permission slip. It can be younger as long as the people are accompanied by adults. So you can do it as a family. So, for example, March, Weed Wrangle Knoxville is March 5th. The 33rd annual Iams River Rescue is March 12th. There's a Weed Warrior Workday at Lotus Pond on March 19th. 
They will be um, focusing on removing Lenten rose and fig buttercup from around the lotus pond. Now, Lenten rose is beautiful, and a lot of people have it in their gardens, but it is prolific. It produces so many seeds. And again, you have all this Lenten rose, and then the other plants that normally would sprout can't. So on on the 19th, we're doing that at the um, lotus pond. And then on the 26th, there's a volunteer workday on Tharp Trace. And they're going to go up. They're building a new trail corridor because there are erosion issues on the existing trail. I don't know if you've ever been up there, but it's it's steep up and down. It's a wonderful hike, but there's some erosion issues. So what they're doing is they're removing the invasive plants in that area, the woody invasives, so the the bush honeysuckle, the wisteria, that kind of thing, so that people can not only see the lake from the trail, but they have a new trail that allows them to, you know, safely hike and see bikers that come. If there are bikers on the, there are no bikers on that path. But, but that's that's another reason to remove invasive. Is it more safe? And then you can see the native flora and fauna, and you don't have to worry about a bike coming up behind you, and you can make room for people. So that's something every Saturday. This time, of this month. Wonderful and. You know, Cindy, I just started thinking for people out there who who are listening and they're not even sure or haven't been to IAM's Nature Center, what exactly do y'all do over there? Well, we're a 318-acre protected area. So there is hiking and climbing and paddling and bouldering, running. People run. They mountain bike on certain parts of the air, of the center. But we're also an educational organization. So our mission is to inspire people by teaching them about the wonders of nature and the positives of native plants and the birds that are in the area, to inspire them to become good stewards of the planet. That's why we have cleanups. We raise awareness for plastic getting in the water. I mean, if, if in, in 2017, the Tennis Swim Project found 16,000 microplastics in samples of water. I mean, it's it's considered, the Tennessee River is considered the dirtiest for microplastics in the country. It's even worse than the Rhine where, ten, where the Andreas Fath went. So, I mean, we, we try to reach them in different ways. So if you come and you paddle on the Tennessee River from our dock, you see the, the trash like you don't want to see the trash you want to see the beauty of nature you want to enjoy your paddle so then you're more likely hopefully to not throw your bottle out the window or to make sure that it goes into the recycle bin so that it doesn't get into the waste stream if you are attending a birding program you're learning about the birds and what they eat and why it's important to have x tree there so you're learning you know what to plant what not to plant what might harm them so there are all different ways to come at it, but we're all we're trying to engage people with the outdoors so that they appreciate and protect it, and that's the whole goal. And where is the best place people can go to for more information and to sign up for some of these cleanups or to come out and visit y'all at IMS Nature Center? So the best place to go is our website at IMS.org. We have a calendar of events that lists all of our special events, our educational programs, our volunteer opportunities. And get that that from the main page, so that's the easiest way to learn more and to just come out. We're open every day, 
the administrative offices will sometimes close, you know, for holidays. And the Nature Center grounds are open every day of the year from about 8 a.m. to dusk. And remind us of the upcoming river rescue. We have some several critical sites that need volunteers for the river rescue. So if people are interested in getting out and improving water quality, plus they'll get a really cool free T-shirt. They could go to our website and sign up. But there are about five sites that really could use some additional volunteers. What else do people need to know about participating in that? It's basically the same thing. We have sites that are for land, for boats, or that will be in the shoreline with the potential to get in some water. So they can look to see what what sites have not been filled yet. There are sites that are appropriate for children and families. There are sites that, you know, if you have a boat and you want to come and put in and clean up on the water, it's available. So we have them separated that way. But we could really use some additional volunteers. And if there is terrible inclement weather like we had last year, we are going to move March 12th event to March 19th. Great way to get outdoors, learn about our environment and nature, our rivers. And make a difference. Make you know, it's, difference. it's really wonderful to be able to get outside and be active and know that you're improving your community. Because if we don't do it, who's going to do it? We love IAMS Nature Center. We love all the hard work that you all put into it, too, and, and our community and educating people. The thing is, is that there are a lot of wonderful places to go in Knoxville's urban wilderness to get outside. And we are the only organization that does the educational programming here. So we will we'll interpret and teach what can be done and build that appreciation. So you can go you can go put in your 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 kayak or your canoe wherever. But this is a place that is so focused on environmental education and just getting people to appreciate nature and it's so important. And the volunteer opportunities, you know, you build camaraderie with other people, get to do things as a family. You can even come out and just pick up litter if you want. So if you're on your hike, you can get a bag and gloves from the front desk. You check in, you check out, you tell them how much litter you collected, a bag or two bags or whatever. But you're doing something for your community to make the world a better place. So well said. That's Cindy Hassel, Development Director at IAMS Nature Center. Go to IAMS.org. That's I-J-A-M-S dot O-R-G.